right, everybody, welcome to the Dry Life Podcast. My name is Kayla, and I'm your host. And today we have somebody who's been on the podcast before, and I think we just had such an amazing conversation. I wanted to have her on again. Um, you guys might know her as Keola Rains on Instagram. Hey, girl. Hi. Happy Friday. I know. Thank gosh. <laughs> <laughs> so let's just get to the nitty gritty. There is a lot happening right now on the online sober community yeah (laughs) yeah there's a lot happening in the online sober community the world yeah (laughs) it's like one thing after the next 2020 is is a crazy crazy person (laughs) I I know I'm just I'm not even surprised I have no expectations like I wake up (laughs) and it's like okay what's gonna happen like where are the aliens I'm waiting (laughs) take me yeah, I feel you. No, yeah, I, I appreciate you reaching out to me. Um, and, you know, just like jumping right in. I know. Um, so for those of you who don't know, my name is Keola Rains. Um, I have a year and a half in this awesome alcohol free lifestyle, which I absolutely love. And we connected on Instagram. Um, I'm pretty active in Sober Black Girls Club. And we had one of our groups yesterday. And Um, When I came onto the group, Katie was telling someone else about, you know, I was in the comments on this and this happened. And I was like, oh, my gosh, what happened? Like, this something sounds crazy. And apparently there was a post that was made several months ago um, where uh, the person was dressed up in maybe a costume or whatever it was that another woman was offended by. And um, that's just the gist of it. And I think that why it's important to have this conversation is when the person expressed their offense or their feelings towards the post, the picture and what was being represented in the picture, there was a clapback in a negative way, kind of a get over it. I don't see the problem. And Mm -hmm. that's where this bigger issue started to brew. And just a little bit of background about myself. So I'm a black woman. I identify as a black woman. I know people use different labels about African-American um indigenous you know woman of color all these different things i just call myself a black american that's just i just get real basic and make it easy (laughs) um i grew up in apple valley california where i was the only person who looked like me in my class from like first grade to sixth grade so i've experienced every type of situation that you can imagine um everything from innocent comments to Uh, purposeful derogatory comments to teasing to everything I'm also um my mom's creole so she's like a high yellow lady she's light skin um you know and we're the darkest kids in our family on that side so I experienced just Mm -hmm. being different in that way and again just being aware that I was different when it comes to situations like this I feel like I have a good standpoint because I can, I can understand where it's like innocent and like, oh shit, like I just didn't even think that that would be a problem. Like I seriously didn't get it. And then yeah. I can un- also understand or see the other side where the person is just enraged when they see it because they've seen it over and over and over again. They're like, are you kidding me? It's 2020. Like, don't we know exactly. it's not okay to do? And I was talking to my boyfriend about it. So my boyfriend is Jewish. He is as Jewish as it gets. And there have been times where I've said something 
that he was like, well, that's not cool to say, you know? And I was like, oh man, like I didn't even think, I would have never thought that, you know? And I apologize, we move on. And I let my family know the same thing. Like, hey, what we might've thought was like, oh yeah, he's got money, he's Jewish. Like you think that's an innocent thing to say and it's not negative. He's like, no, that's not cool. Like, don't say that. And we're like, no problem. We didn't say, well, Nathaniel, uh, do you, why are you so like, why are you so sensitive? Why don't you just, it's not, it's not a big deal. We, he said he didn't like it. We said no problem. We apologize and we moved on. And I think that that is where the issue came in this situation. And um, again, like I told him, like, I just want to come on and make it straight to the point, make it simple. So people will hear the message. We're in a very sensitive time. We're yes. in the sober community. We're in a very sensitive community. It is the most vulnerable decision or an alcohol-free community. We're the, the most vulnerable place we can be. We've decided to go against the norm totally. and put ourselves out there and be like, I'm not drinking. And I'm also not, not only am I not drinking, I'm also going to face all my other demons. I'm going to face my mental health issues. I'm going to face just all these, the world and I'm going to be completely clear-minded. So we look for a very safe place to do that. And when you um, taint that or there's anything that feels unsafe in that situation, in that arena, and someone mm-hmm. says, hey, I feel kind of unsafe, like, and you're the leader of this, um, the best thing you can do is immediately acknowledge the wrong and say thank you for letting me know that I had no idea that this would be offensive to you and I'm going to take it down and can we talk about it can you please ex- you know explain it to me I want to understand why it's offensive to you so that mm-hmm. I can just it'll make sense to me and and that's basically that's basically how simple it can be and that goes with anything anything if someone posts something if a man posts something about women and a, and a woman says, yo, that's not cool. I, this is offensive to me and you are supposed to be our leader. Then his job is to say, my bad. Can we talk about this? I'm taking it down. Please explain yeah. it to me. And if, if people would do that more and not be so quick to, like the new thing now is someone says they're offended and now people are like, well, why is everybody so sensitive about this? And, da, 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 da. and it's mm-hmm. like, people, people have been sensitive decades we just have social media and we have more communication now than we've ever had before and so people can see and hear other people's sensitivities and offensive more than they've been able to hear them before it doesn't mean that 10 years ago if somebody dressed up like a latina woman or a black woman or someone dressed up like a native american it doesn't mean that people weren't offended we just where were we going to tell each other that you're going to call your friends or text your friends, but there wasn't, you know, a place like this to, to voice those concerns. And so mm-hmm. if everybody can put their egos aside, you know, and yeah, well. <laughs> and we can put our, you know, just actually open up and be, all need to be sensitive to each other. Like being sensitive is not a bad thing. <laughs> no, not at all. It's a, it's a good thing. Be sensitive to one another, be empathetic of one another. And my encouragement is to if for people is to just like let it let it go when don't tie yourself so much to the mistake you made and be open to learning from the person who felt like they were offended and and just it's like keep it simple yes you know so it's it's not about 
just bashing that person and chasing that person down and you were wrong and your apology wasn't good enough and da 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 it's we need to explain and give people an understanding of how to come come and face these things in the future because let's just be real they are go- it's going to happen things like this are going to happen someone is going to say something that someone doesn't like that is just the reality that's what makes the world yeah. a balanced place but when that does happen your your job as the person who is the offender i guess you can say uh-huh. is to be empathetic and be sensitive and come to the person and say my bad i didn't understand I had no idea it was completely innocent. Um, another way that I think that this could have gone, and of course, because I'm uh, in being in an interracial relationship, whoo, girl, let me tell you <laughs> all, the, all the things we learned from each other. So, what I'm learning from him about his culture and his ethnicity and what he's learning and how to see things from my point of view, and even just trying to understand, like, oh, wow, I would have never thought about that. And he said to me, like, are you sure, Keola? Like, I think you're like overthinking it. And I'm like, no, like, seriously, babe, like you don't get it. This happened to me when I was nine, 13, 17, 20, 30, 35. Like, it's not just me. It's not just me overthinking it. Like this is happening repeatedly. So getting to learn, you know, all of those things, like it's a beautiful thing. I do wish more people would be open to that. And it's one of the reasons why, um, and I think people are bothered by this too. Like I said, I'm very active in sober black girls club. In the sober community, in the alcohol-free community, the substance-free community, whatever you want to call it, the teetotaler mm-hmm. community, um, a lot of the reasons that Black people, Native Americans, Latinos, people of color, whatever you want to call it, ethnic groups that are oppressed, a lot of the reasons that we go to substances is because of trauma <laughs> and yeah. because of the world being such a challenging place for Black people, for Native Americans, for people who, where your ethnic group was oppressed. And so when we come into this space, the last thing we want is to experience more trauma. <laughs> the last thing we want to experience is more prejudice, more bigotry. Like that is, mm-hmm. that is the reason we've created groups. And the exclusivity of something like Sober Black Girls Club is not to, the per, the point of it is to have a safe space because our experiences are different and Mm -hmm. the reality is that um a white american person can probably go to 15 different places and feel like they fit in where maybe a black american person has two or three places where they feel like they can go and fit in and it's not to it's not to be for anyone to be offended by or anything like that it's just so that we can have a place where we feel safe and yeah you know it's that's the, the only that's the only reason that groups like that are made because a lot of people have gone into other places and experienced things where they're like I started talking about my story, I started telling my story and after the meeting three people came up to me and said, "You know, you really need to stop doing that or you really I think you're just angry or and it's like mm-hmm. are you kidding me? Like no, I'm just trying to I'm just trying to get sober, you know." So, yeah when people just need to understand that like we we do have a lot of things in common and we do have a lot of differences and it's it's okay like that it is fine to acknowledge the differences to respect the differences and um and not to not to take it personal when somebody corrects you you know yeah 
So that's my, that's my little piece on that. <laughs> no, I mean, I think, I think you, you couldn't have explained it any better. I know as a white woman, I am not offended at all <laughs> by any, you know, group that I would not, you know, be a part of because mm-hmm. I understand my privilege. I understand right. that I could go into an AA meeting. I could go into a smart recovery meeting, a community group, you know, whatever. And I am non-threatening, you know, and especially I think within the 12 step programs there, it's, it's predominantly white, right. You know, especially depending on the area you're in. Yeah. And so it, this place, and I, it's, I, you know, obviously it's on online too, but these mm-hmm. places that are supposed to be um, for everybody. And that is completely the purpose. Like I know, even with, you know, the dry club, um, there is not a, an even amount of people of different backgrounds mm-hmm. and it's not even, and I know we talked about this, like, uh, and I've, I've talked to Danny about it, um, who is also a, um, a black woman mm-hmm. who is our, our Thursday host. Oh um, yeah. The nutritionist. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So, um, you know, I, I told her, you know, I was like, I don't want you to just be the host because you're, you know, you're black, like, but I recognize as a white woman right. um, that I need other people mm-hmm. in my team right. who can connect to people that I can't, you know, right. and it's very interesting to me. I was just listening to a podcast yesterday about um, just favoritism and discrimination and in general, and they got into the topic of segregation and how, you know, even though nowadays it's, that's, you know, it's very rare, except for things, you know, like fraternities, sororities, um, right. you know, AA groups, you know, men's groups, women groups, but, but the, there's a reason behind that, you know? And I think it's, like you said, it's a stigma mm-hmm. that, that people of color and also I think men in the sobriety community face much more than white people and and I think women in general and it's you know it's it's confusing because obviously sexism and racism are not you know two mutually exclusive things right um but like I recognize on our community page we're about 83 percent women is our audience and only 17 percent men Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. and that's not just, oh, well, you know, your content is geared towards women. Like we, we try very hard to be as gender neutral as possible. Right. But I think we live in a society where we have created, you know, this toxic masculinity. Men do not still don't feel comfortable being completely open about their emotions, maybe about their sobriety, um, you know, their journey in general, I just don't think it's as accepted. And mm-hmm. I think the same thing, and, you know, obviously, correct me if I'm wrong, but I've talked to other um, Black women in the community, and it just is kind of the same thing, like the Black community in general, there's more stigma against mental health and getting sober, oh, and, yeah. and, you know, getting help. <laughs> yeah. No, it's it, that we that is... Uh you're a hundred percent spot on with that. It's, it is very similar to how men are not supposed to 
express their emotions and mm-hmm. they're supposed to be strong and they're supposed to be resilient and they're not supposed to cry. You, you have it yeah. right on. And that's, that's one of the reasons that the, I mean, social media has helped so much. First of all, 10 years ago, again, or more than that, I'm like making, how about like, yeah, two years ago, <laughs> like there wasn't, people were not talking about sobriety, but yeah, two or three years ago, there weren't a lot of sober pages and definitely mm-hmm. there weren't a lot of pages specifically for different ethnicities in sobriety or even different. Like we talked about this yesterday, even groups for the LGBTQ, like that is an, its own separate, that's its own separate challenge in, especially in this country, just being who totally. you are is a challenge. And when you being who you are and having a mental health issue or, ha- or overcoming it or having a substance abuse disorder, all those things, like there's so much, but you definitely hit it spot on. One of the reasons that um we we create spaces is because like we are told in the black community like you go to you go to god you know you just got to call on jesus and he's gonna fix it for you honey like ain't nothing god can't do it's uh and it's like okay that's great but i need a tool like i need something like right now like now like here in my face like a person or mm-hmm. an app or a phone call or a text i need like god ain't gonna text me you know what i'm saying so that's yes i, I, I wish that would be nice <laughs> right or whatever it is like <laughs> whatever your religious thing like you that's great you have that as your foundation but you need these other outlets and yeah there's a huge stigma in the community and that that was one of the reasons that Again, like, I can't try to analyze every reason. Like, why would this girl do that? Like, now what made her think that <laughs> you dressing up like this yeah. and posting about a happier, happier hour or whatever, like, where, how do those things connect? And the girlfriend that I shared it with, that was another thing. She's like, well, why would she want to use, like, this image as a way to post about, like, her birthday or, like, happy Yeah, hour? totally so irrelevant. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that, and that is where, you know, it's like, man, I, I'm coming to this space and I'm everything so far is safe. And then this one thing hits you and it hits you really hard. Like, damn, girl, like, that is not the thing. And then when I tell you that my feelings are hurt, I'm offended, whatever, you just say, like, get over it. We, we can't do that. You know, we have to, we just have to, even you, we were, t- when we talked last time and you mentioned abortion, like you texted me right after and you're like, oh my gosh, like, I know you're pregnant. Like, is, I'm so like, I hope you're not offended. And I was like, girl, no, I'm not offended at all. But thank you. Like that is empathy. That is being, that is showing re- that you're responsible for your, your words. And you're like, oh shit, I said that. I didn't even think about it. Like, and to me, I was like, I didn't even think about it either. But yeah. the fact that you took the time to say like, oh my God, I didn't even realize like that could have been offen- offensive to you. That is pure. And then your quote, honey, where I'm, um, I'm probably messing it up, but it's the person who is apologizing is not the brave person. <laughs> like it, it's the, that's not the brave person. The person who chooses to forgive, that's the brave person. That is yeah. where you actually, it takes courage to be like, you know what? I'm going to let this go and I will move past this and not so much like the courage of like, Oh shit, I was wrong. You know, like that is what you're supposed to do. <laughs> you're supposed well, I think, to. Apologize. Exactly. I think it's, I think the word brave is the wrong word. I think it should be character, yeah. you know, like to apologize for something yeah. when you know that you're wrong shows your character. It shows right. that you are growing. It shows that you are open. Right. Um, because we all make mistakes. We all have 
said something that's offended somebody or done something, oh, you know, yeah. w- without meaning to. Especially uh, ex-drunks. <laughs> oh, ex- exactly. Like, I couldn't, oh, like, I'm sure I have been racist. I have probably been homophobic. I have probably, yeah. like, just offended and done all of the things. Yeah. And so, like, if you ever try and Kevin Hart me, like, I'm sure you'll find something. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. but, yep. but the thing is, and I, and I think what you said too, it's like taking ownership Mm-hmm. especially in sobriety like this is something that will keep you sober and if you are not good at taking ownership then I it that's something that I I think personally can lead you down a path of of no longer being sober like if you if you're finding that your character is that you can't admit to when you're wrong yeah and you live in this kind of mythical fantasy world where you know everything is how I like it to be and how I want it to be. And if somebody challenges my perception of the worldview, then they're wrong. Mm-hmm. Then you you can't live like that because you're going to come to a point where something's going to really, really challenge your perception. And I think that's when a lot of people go back to drinking is right. when their world kind of comes to a stop and they just cannot handle it and they cannot handle the change or they're mm-hmm. not willing to. Yeah, you. it's one of the greatest gifts I think of sobriety is that opportunity and just, you know, alcohol, free living, substance, free living. It's that choice that like, I want to be better at life just in general. I want to be a more aware person. I want to be a more empathetic person. I want to be like my true self. I don't want to cloud my thoughts. I don't want to keep thinking the way I used to think like that's a huge part of it. And so if you exactly what you said, if you let something as, as minor as someone checking you or correcting you on what could feel like a huge, huge offense, but all they're saying is like, Hey, I'm offended by that. And they're not like blowing you up and, you know, making a big deal about it. They're just coming to you directly and privately and saying, Hey, this isn't cool. If you let something like that, you know, keep you going in that same like ego minded mindset, then it could pretend it could be rough. I totally agree. Like, are you? It'll take are, you out. Yeah. Like, what are you? So, why are you choosing this lifestyle then? Because if you're not choosing it to be better, then what are you choosing it for? What are you hoping to get out of it? And then on top of that, like, if you're in any kind of leadership position, and I mean, leaders make mistakes. We know that too. Yeah, Everybody does. But that's probably the ultimate place and position. If you're in a leadership position, that's the number one place where you. You have to be aware, you have to be alert, you have to be clear-minded, and you have to be ready to make mistakes. It's like being a parent, right? Like, my, my mom mm-hmm. and dad say this all the time. They're like, we didn't basically know shit until we had you. Like, we thought we <laughs> did, but once we had kids, that's when we realized, like, oh, we don't know anything. <laughs> like, these kids are here Completely. to us. These kids are here to help us, you know, evolve as people and and see life from a whole different Uh, perspective and that's the beauty of having groups that are open for everyone where we can all feed off of each other that's also the beauty of having groups where people can uplift each other in their own you know if it's a men's group a women's group whatever it is like people can lift each other up that way um and we we just need to be the other thing is like and I take full responsibility for this too because I still have my moments of like oh hell no like I'm about to tell this girl all 
like, I, I have those. And I'm like, oh, I do too. <laughs> I'm like, relax. Like, it's not that serious. You're also literally on Instagram arguing with someone. What are you doing? <laughs> like, stop. Stop trolling. <laughs> But then I'm also like, no, like, I want them to know, like, that is not okay. Like, what you're saying is not okay. Like, can I please, can I please educate you or teach you about it? And it's always in the comments. I need to make a agreement with myself. Like, okay, so I'm only allowed to read, like, one comment section, like, a week or something. (laughs) One thread a week. That's all you're allotted. Sorry. I just need to not go ham on it. But when you're passionate about something and when it actually does affect you, it's hard. It's harder to, to not be like, let me just tell this person, you know, let me just teach that one thing. But I do, we all need to be mindful about how we are going about, you know, checking the person because people will listen to you. And that's the reason that I wanted to hit up my girlfriend who would have an even closer tie to seeing an image like this and you know how she felt about it is we just explain explain it and I know some people are gonna hate this and not agree with it whatsoever like Kiela it's not our job to educate people and I agree with that but I think that it's so important to explain yourself clearly and not not in rage like let your rage settle and let your um the, the part of you that's feeling super annoyed, like, what the fuck? Like, well, how did they not know? Let that settle and then come at the person and explain, like, listen, I want to tell you why this is, you know, why this bothered me. And I want to tell you how maybe this affected me or this triggered me. And it's really hurt my feelings. And I hope you'll listen. And that might sound like watered down to some people, but mm-hmm. you catch more bees with honey, right? <laughs> you know, yeah. like people, if you, simple, yeah. And almost like the less you say, the less you say, the the better just get straight to the point that's what I was like when when I was just kind of thinking about our conversation I'm like you know what I just want to go straight to it like here's here's the solution and whatever arena you're in no matter what if it's your job if it's your if it's your spiritual place if it's with a group of girlfriends if if it's your family and someone says like sister brother auntie, um, you know, girlfriend, whatever, pastor. I just want to tell you, you know, that hurt my feelings, what you said and what you did. Yeah. The only thing you need to do is say, I'm sorry. Let's talk about it. And if it was a picture, post, a shirt, whatever, I'm not, I'm not going to wear that around you. I'm not, I'm taking this post down. Um, and I want, I want to, you know, talk to you about it. That's, it's just so simple. It, it really <laughs> is simple. And I think, whether it's malicious or not, what people are not understanding. And I think that this is obviously like on a global scale, especially with everything going right now, like everyone is extreme, politically extreme, um, you know, in their opinions about everything going on right now. And I am one to talk. I am an extremist when it comes to, you know, Mm anti-alcohol, but I also understand that not everybody sees things the way that I do. Right. And I also understand that forcing my opinions and my perceptions on people is the bottom of the list of ways I should do it because it's mm-hmm. not going to work, mm-hmm. you know? And when you think about, like you said, it's not anybody's job to educate anybody else, right? but it, but it helps. Yeah. And I think, I think if you're willing and like you said, and you have empathy and you say, Hey, you know what? Like, I do want this to be a safe space especially in the sobriety community. And 
I think that this person could be open to hearing what I have to say, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to say it, you know, and, and like you said, say it as simple as possible, water it down. I always think of it kind of like when you need to text your boyfriend and you want to send him like a, a page long thing, like <laughs> he's only going to read the first sentence. So like water it down to like one or two sentences. Yeah. Pretend you're texting your man. Like what's yep. he going to read? Short. <laughs> Yeah. very short and very simple yeah and and it's how you react like we're we're in a time period where everything is changing and whether you think that people are overly sensitive whether you p- think people are taking things too far it it doesn't matter the mm-hmm. world is what it is and we're and we're going through what we're going through together and so I it's it's a it's acceptance you know like I think change is scary for people Oh yeah. Whether whether it's good change or bad change, just change in general. And, you know, we're living in a very, uh, sensitive, like you said, not in a bad way, a sensitive time. So where, you know, I literally started when I'm, when I'm walking around, I'm like in my head, I'm like, wait, am I making eye contact with everybody? Like, is there somebody that I'm not making eye contact? Like what, what are my internal biases that I'm not even aware of? Yeah. You know, because we are definitely not born racist, sexist, any of those things, Mm -hmm. but there is an ingrained bias that we have, you know, with how we're raised. Right. And so we're raised around all that. And exactly. You, you can change it. It's obviously going to take a lot of work, but it starts with being aware. And I think it's the same as with getting sober. Like you have to be aware that there's a problem and you have to be willing to admit that something's wrong. And that's the first step. Like you can't learn all the literature and all the, you know, anti-racist lingo and, and, you know, you're not going to be perfect overnight. (laughs) Like it's literally impossible. Yeah. But, but becoming aware and saying, Hey, you know what? Like I have internal biases. Um, I could be doing more. Um, how can I be of service to this community? And it's as simple as, um, you know, maybe reaching out to, somebody in the sober community who is person of color and asking them, you know, Hey, I know what's going on right now. Like, how can I share your message? Right. I think that that's really important. And, you know, with everything going on and now also, you know, the word tribe. Mm, Yeah. I saw that. I, I completely know, like we had the word hashtag the sober tribe, um, in our, you know, hashtags for a very long time. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't even something I thought about whenever I create the hashtags for um, 1000 hours dry, I literally just go with our own. And then I look at ones on Instagram that tells me like, these are similar, right? You know, and, and the sober tribe is a very popular hashtag. Yeah. So I used it. And then, you know, I even talked to Esther, who is sober otter, and uh-huh. she's native. And she said, you know, I really don't have a problem with it. Right. And so in my mind, you know, I was like, okay, you know, if she's cool with it and it's, it's fine. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, yesterday, and I was talking to Toga from the sober climb and Leah about, um, about the word tribe. And they simply just asked, you know, Hey, like, can we take that hashtag out? Of course. Right. Like why on earth would I fight a hashtag? You know, and, it, it, it was, <laughs> and like you said, it wasn't even something that I had been, thinking about maliciously, my intent was not, you know, I'm, I'm trying to take this word away from indigenous people, right? You know, it was okay, this is a popular word. 
I want people who use this to be able to find our page. Right. But it took me two seconds to change it, become aware of it, and then learn more about it from, you know, like the articles and things that were posted about it. Right. But it, but it, what really uh, bothered me was all the kind of backlash that Toga had gotten on her post about it. Yeah. How many people were, you know, like you said, it's sensitive and in, in the wrong way. Yeah. Of, oh, well, you know, it's not a big deal. Are we going to just start policing everything? And there, the one account who everyone knows who I'm talking about right. has the word tribe in their name Yeah. and has been asked to take it out. And literally, and I've seen a screenshot of this, so this is not me making it up. Right. Uh, the, the person who runs the account basically told this person who had confronted them and said, well, you know, if, if you want to pay for the rebranding, we'll change it, but we're not going to change it otherwise. So it's like, mm-hmm. okay, yeah. I get, I get it. Branding is annoying. Yeah. <laughs> and once you've created something like to, to have to change it is definitely like a pain in the butt. Right. But, but doing it for, just, or just refusing to do it. Right. And then on top of that, like you said, uh, not, not even acknowledging what's wrong. Right. Or trying and, to compromise maybe like yeah. meeting, meeting halfway and saying, you know, so I saw that. And for me again, just <laughs> today was my go in the comments day. It just happened. Yep. It's a really day for, <laughs> but for me, that's the thing that bothers me is the people who are like, well, people just need to get over it. Or people are too, everyone's too sensitive. Or, you know, it's like, no, 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 no. No. <laughs> we, people have been sensitive. This is what I said earlier. But it's just, it's easier to access communication. So we can hear each other out much more now. And again, like for me, I also, just as a Black woman, I would have never thought Tribe was, that wouldn't have rang an alarm for me personally. Now then reading through and reading the research and seeing, and I'm like, oh, well, that might have offended this person because she's Nigerian and maybe she, you know, she really did come from a tribe or this person yeah. is indigenous. This person's from Alaska and they actually do come from a tribe. What I, again, what you said, all you have to do. So if I ask this person and they're like, no, I'm cool with it. And you're like, okay, cool. She's cool with it. It's not a big deal. You know, all right, that's great. And then 10 other people are like, we're not cool with it. Then you don't say, well, she's cool with it. So what's exactly. your it's like, oh, okay. So you, if you guys are offended, but no problem. Like you said, it's literally a hashtag, like move on from it, you know, <laughs> just go on to the next there thing. So many, she gave so many other words that you can use and we can't say another argument people will say is like, well, ever there's no matter what pick, word you pick, someone's going to be offended. And that's just not true. Like, that's simply not true. There's so many words in our language that yeah. there are words that are simply just not offensive people. And we find what those are. And another answer that you can come response, I think that would at least open the conversation rather than saying like, F you pay me basically. Well, like, yeah, give me some money and I'll do it. You could, you know, just, can you explain to me why it's offensive? And maybe we can talk about a way that we can compromise on this. Maybe you can come on my page and explain it to my followers. So like as a group that they can understand like, oh, wow, this is why this bothers her. So, all right, we understand as a group. And then the group can say, you know what? We support you page. We'll all donate a dollar 
to turn this into such and such. Like there's, if you open up the conversation and say, I'm willing to compromise and talk about it versus just shutting shit down. That is again with anything. That's just like, if you want to move in with your boyfriend and you're like, I want to paint this room blue. And he's like, well, I want to paint it yellow. And you're like, well, F you I'm doing, you know, whatever. It's like, uh, no, that, especially when you're talking about a group that's about for moms, like moms, hello, y'all have to compromise with your kids every single day. That's not what you would teach. That's not how you would teach anybody how to approach somebody like, no, I'm not doing it. I'm just standing my ground. Life doesn't work that way. Life is all about compromising and like, okay, let me meet you halfway. You know what? Here's what I'm willing to do. And here's the reason why, like, if you knew that, like, I literally put every dollar, blood, sweat, and tears into this, I had no idea. I asked 20 of my girlfriends, and mm-hmm. they all said it was okay. And I respect that you're, you know, but the response of just, like, screw you is, like, well, damn, that just makes me, <laughs> that, now I'm just mad. Because you're not even acknowledging my feelings. You're not even acknowledging my opinion, how I feel, all these things. And that's where... Again, it goes back to what I said, like in the beginning, the best thing you can do is apologize. Um, or if it's not an apology, that's an order, ex- you know, um, acknowledge the person, how they're feeling, and then say, let's talk about this. Like, let's talk about this. Cause I really want to understand you, you know, use the voice memo on, on Instagram. If you don't want to give your phone number out, like there's ways to talk to people with words and not just texting and communicate. We're in 2020. You can video chat them on Instagram and have a, an actual conversation. You can voice memo them on Instagram and speak with words. But it's, it's very simple. I think just people um, get wrapped up in their emotions in mm-hmm. the immediate space. Yep. And, you know, that that's never, you know, a smart thing to act when you're angry or upset. Um, you just want to take a breath and and figure it out after you're not in that emotional headspace. But I think this this whole experience that that's happening, everything that's happening right now, it runs so much deeper. Um, obviously, we know we're going we're going through, you know, Black Lives Matter, and this the huge change in the world a huge civil rights movement and when that first became very popular on Instagram I remember reading a comment um from somebody basically just saying well you know this doesn't need to be talked about in in the sober community or in the rooms specifically because you know recovery is equal for everybody like addiction has no bias and I was just so in awe of that comment, obviously, you know, from a white person because the Karens of the world. Um, (laughs) And I, and I normally don't engage, but I had to, because I was just like, okay, this is like cray cray. Um, (laughs) You're like, oh, sorry. Yeah. I was like, I have to troll. Like I'm going to troll. And, (laughs) but it, it, I think this whole thing, what it's, what it's showing people and, I think especially white people that are getting offended it there it's it's such a projection it's like oh my god I'm not racist like how dare you think that I am or like that I that I would imply and it's like you know what just like how about we accept that we might be have our ancestors what we're doing the society we're living in like 
a lot of things are racist. Like a lot of things that you didn't even right. think were racist are racist. So like mm-hmm. instead of trying to fight everything and and stand on your pedestal of like, well, I'm not part of it. Like you might be without even thinking about it. And yes. even That's in, so good. Even in the recovery community, like I I I 100% agree with the statement that addiction has no bias because it's completely right. true. Like yeah, anyone can become addicted, yes. Exactly. And and addiction is is the one thing that like it doesn't care what color you are, it doesn't care what sex, it doesn't care how much money you have. Like anybody can be an addict or have substance abuse issues. That is a true statement. Yep. But how people of color are treated once they are in recovery or have addiction issues is separate from white people who have addiction issues or are in treatment and you know, when I, when I approached that with this person, they were just like, well, you know, I, I think they, they live in New York and they were saying, well, I live in like an area that's predominantly um, black and Mexican people. So, you know, somehow that, that, that means that they're, they're equal. Like, well, the meeting that I go to has mostly black people in it. So, you know, that that proves that it's, it's even, you know, and that it's an inclusive community. And I was like, well, maybe you just happen to go to a meeting that happens to be predominantly yeah. <laughs> color because of where you're living or the space is, is more comfortable because there are more Black people. So more Black people go there because they feel right. more comfortable. Yep. But overall, like we live in a society where, and there was a post about this and I thought it was super important when you think about, you know, people who are charged with drug charges or, mm-hmm. you know, even violence um, under you know under the influence right your a your race and also your sex are put into consideration and I know this personally because I've been arrested twice for assault and I did never I never saw the inside of a jail cell I Mm. went in the drunk tank and I went on like suicide watch but because of my race and because of I mean probably also being a girl you know, yeah. I wasn't seen as this threat, even though I right. was literally like being physically violent. The same charge, like I think I got mandatory rehab. Like I, I was either going to, th- I could go to jail for three months or I could go to rehab. So obviously I mean, she's rehab. Um, mm-hmm. And the way in the past when I had gotten in trouble, it was always like community service or um, anger management classes, like I was never, I never had real consequences. Right. And also, I re- I also recognized part of that was like, I'm, I was in Blacksburg, Virginia. So, you know, I'm kind of in the Bible Belt, mostly, you know, there's definitely racism there. Um, yeah. You know, so. I can tell you my experience was de- for sure different. I got arrested for, a, I guess it was been assault. So like, yeah, punching, punching my boyfriend mm-hmm. and I it was dropped but the the charges were about to be felony domestic violence yeah and I like that like what like uh, first of all we were you know but we're both fighting and I like he hit me first or he pushed me or whatever he did first but I punched him and so I'm getting arrested for felony yeah and the fact that it's a felony versus like mine were misdemeanors right you know I literally punched somebody in front of a police officer after he sat me down and was like, calm down, like, 
you know, I'll let you go home if you just stop. Right. And, and it literally, my, my, my stepmom laughs at me for this. And we were just talking about this because my step siblings and they've been my step siblings for like forever, you know, they're, they're my siblings, but they're half black. And so I have witnessed racism. Like I have not personally obviously been a victim of racism but I have seen it with my own two eyes yeah um and I remember I got arrested that night because I overheard somebody using the n-word and of course drunk me is always looking for a confrontation anyways but I was (laughs) livid you know I was just like who the fuck do you think you are like you cannot say that and so it was just now I'm looking back at it you know ironically just there's so much such a better way to handle things but at the time you know like I was just so upset and taking it personally and obviously I wish I had handled it differently but at that time you know I I was I got arrested and then I, I got sat outside and the police officer was like you know if you just calm down like we'll send you home you know And I was just trying to explain it to him, too, because he was a black police officer. And I was like, do you understand what I'm saying? You know, and he was like, sweetheart, (laughs) you know, like, you don't even understand, you know. Yeah. um, But then the guy that I had hit had was like sitting across from me, like on the other side of the bench and yet provoked me again. And so I like leapt at him. And then the police officer was like, okay, well, like, I have to take you in. Like, now I have, he's like, now I have. Yeah. So, (laughs) so looking, you know looking you back got a couple you got a couple passes you got a couple always chances you got a couple options yeah and it is different and that's so when when people don't want to acknowledge that the recovery space could have a couple of biases oh, like that oh. even, the, even the big book you know what i'm saying oh, like, the big book. Asked, like everything in there is he 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 and men 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 yeah, men for men. the wives there's, for the wives short, there's a chapter yeah. for the fucking wives where's the chapter for the husband exactly or for the partners or for whatever it is so um ho- hold on one second yeah, i'm yeah. going to tell him to turn the music down Okay, sorry, my my boyfriend forgot that it wasn't concert time. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> um. Okay, so yeah, no, I totally agree. Like, it it just traditionally in the recovery space, it's not it's not really a women friendly space, and uh-huh. that's you know. A lot of women have said that, like, I've gone in and I've got hit on and just all these different things, and if someone were to bring something like that up and say, like, you know hey, I'm really not comfortable, you know, in the meetings when only men share. Imagine yeah. how crazy you, it would be if they were like, well, you know, you're too sensitive, lady. You really should just get over yourself. Like, you're just imagining that. Well, it, <laughs> like, it, it's so, it's just so fucked up. Like, the, like think about, like, and you've done AA. I've done AA. Yeah. So we know, like, yeah. 13th stepping. Like, the fact that that is a known term, like, that people literally it happens so much that it's a that it's a thing right like it's not oh well you know sometimes people obviously whenever you're going to a meeting or a community often you might meet somebody who you bond with especially if you're both in recovery right the fact that there's terminology 
that if you go to a meeting and somebody says like, yeah, that guy's a 13 stepper, like there's enough 13 steppers out there. And for those of you who don't know, a 13 stepper <laughs> is somebody who has time and, and comes and preys on newcomers and people who don't have a lot of time right. to either, you know, usually it's, it's sexual. Them. Yeah. Yeah. Or take advantage of them in some way. Um, yeah. But the fact that that's a known enough term, like that's fucked up. Yeah. You know, and I, I think back and I personally have gone 13 stepped. So when I, when I look back, like, and you think this is supposed to be like that for me was my, my realization that like people who are in the recovery space, like just because you're recovered or just because you're sober, like doesn't mean you're a good person. Like, I think a lot oh, of people yeah. like to think that like, oh, well, you know, I'm in recovery. So like, I'm so changed, but it's kind of going back to what you said earlier. It's like, just not drinking doesn't do shit. Like, sorry, but like abstinence, <laughs> as much as all of us want to say like, oh, my problems will go away and my character defects will be lifted if I stop drinking. It's like, no, actually, they're going to be like worse. So <laughs> now you need to work on them. Yeah, they're going to be heightened because now you don't have anything to like drown them out every now and then or like shut them up every now and then. Yeah, so and everything's going to come to the top. And it's I mean, that's I, I've been seeing this whole like apology thing circulating and and the realization. And I I give props because it looks like more people and you know with the incident that we were talking about specifically mm-hmm. like are coming to to the realization like oh shit like this is okay well yeah maybe i did like oh that was wrong like yeah right wait a second let me educate myself but i also do want to say there is a point where um you don't have to try to go off the deep end and like you know buy a black lives matter shirt <laughs> and all the like it's it's not about that because the, the beauty of the world is that we are different. Like, that's the beauty. Totally. Of the world. That's the cool part about it, that we are, everybody's different. There's different cultures. There's different ethnicities. Everybody has something that they're bringing into this huge melting pot. Mm-hmm. And it's, th- the goal is just don't step on each other's toes. When you do say, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I stepped on your toes. Like, I didn't mean that. Are you okay? Okay, cool. So let's stand next to each other now and let's not step on each other's toes. You know, yeah. you don't have to try to like get on my back now and like, right. He doesn't, you don't have to pick me up. Like, let's just be okay. That was that. Let's go move on from it. But I do give props when people, you know, just try to bring to light, like, here's the stuff I'm going to be reading so I can be a better person and acknowledge it. And that. I'm sure it can be challenging on a big platform to then like recover from a a situation like this. And the way that you can Mm -hmm. avoid having to do that is like, you know, just right away, immediately when something comes up, acknowledge it right then and there. And that way you don't have to go through this whole, you know, this like, I'm so sorry. And here's this and it's announcing and da, 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 da. And just make it easier for yourself. But like what you, with the 13 steppers, that's, Again, like someone breaking the safety, mm-hmm. um, the, the safe space and using the safe space in the wrong way or they're abusing the safe space. And when someone brings it up or says something about it, no one does anything about it. And that's that's not going to help any of us. We, we have exactly. to keep the space 
um, not sacred. I don't want to say, say sacred, but we have to keep this community safe. It's hard enough. It's already exactly. It's hard enough, it's hard enough choosing not to drink during a pandemic. Are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. It's crazy. So, you know, if we can all just take a big gulp of empathy and like follow that with another one of sympathy and, and we stop acting like being sympathetic is a bad thing. Mm-hmm. Like be like, it's really not being empathetic and, and being sensitive. Like let's stop like being acting like being sensitive is is negative being sensitive is good exactly it's it's the opposite of what we've been brought up to believe and I think luckily for this new generation it's a little bit different and I I'm you know I'm stoked for them but yeah we have to remember like sensitivity and being emotional like those are not signs of weakness they are signs of strength Mm -hmm. just like how you know admitting that you're wrong doesn't once again, it's not a sign of weakness. You're not backing down. Like, right. It, it makes you a bigger person and exactly. shows growth when you can yep. admit that you're wrong about something like that's healthy. Yeah. Like, and we're aiming to be healthy people. And it goes back to like this saying, do you want to be right? Or do you want to be happy? Yeah. You know, like, and even, even if you're offending somebody and you genuinely just don't get it, or you're going to stand your ground and, and internally being like, well, you know what? I really just don't think that was that offensive. Like, still just fucking take it down. Right. You know, like, just appease the masses. Mm-hmm. You know, it's really not that hard. Like, it's not going to keep you up at night. Right. <laughs> you know, it's not going to do any detrimental harm to your mental health or to your sobriety. Right. And it's like you said, we're in an extreme crisis in the world. This community is what keeps a lot of people sober. Like yeah. just having a community and the having virtual. support yeah. on, online, whether, it, you know, because we, we can't go meet up with each other right now. We can't go and go to our meetings or going and seeing our friends. Like yeah. that's not possible for a lot of people right now. So we have to, like, I, I do, I think sacred is a good word for this. Like, because we, yeah. we have all taken so much time to create this space and be right. inclusive and, and it's okay to make mistakes and it's okay to be wrong. Like we of all people on the planet have probably made the most mistakes and, you know, mm-hmm. have had to like make amends and do all these things and really admit things that we've done that are really, really fucked up. You know, you walk into an AA meeting or an NA meeting, you might hear something like completely fucking batshit that like oh, a, no- wow. a, no- a normie person and a normie also being somebody who, you know, who's not an addict right like they might just be like oh my fucking god like i would never take my mother to an to a to certain meetings because i right. would know the outrageous shit she would hear and be completely like flatlined but for <laughs> us it's like oh another day yeah, like no oh deal. you know you, you took your baby to the trap house oh you know i, yeah. I did that too <laughs> exactly you or like all even the money out of your kid's birthday card no yeah deal. like even the shittiest thing and this stuck with me i remember this guy was was speaking and he even admitted and was talking about you know like I used to like I have assaulted my girlfriend like I don't know if it was a a thing that happened often or if it was an incident Mm -hmm. but the fact that he had shared that with the entire group standing up you know it's already fucking hard enough sharing at a meeting like it's terrifying but to admit that I was like you know obviously as a woman like you just shouldn't hit women like it's wrong but but to stand up there and be able to admit it and to be able to work past it and to own it like I can respect you 
Yeah. And so if we, if we recognize like that's the kind of community that we have, like we, if you have killed someone, we will still forgive you. Like whatever you have done, but you need to admit and take responsibility. If you can't do that, then you, then how can you expect forgiveness? It's the same thing as religion. Like for Mm -hmm. God's sake, I grew up Catholic and it's like, you could literally fucking murder anything. and and as long as you ask for forgiveness and repent, like you can go to heaven. So it's like, well, that's a pretty fucking good deal. So <laughs> like, it's the same thing in the sober community. There is literally nothing anybody could fo- like could possibly probably do except for like, maybe like be a pedophile. Um, right. But yeah. <laughs> where, where people are going to be like, you know what, you know, like you can't be part of this because right. somebody in that room who hasn't ever admitted it is going oh my god there's somebody else that did that exactly yeah that made the same mistake yeah we we just we have to keep it we have to keep it um we gotta be real and we gotta we have to use the actual foundation which Mm -hmm. is admitting that okay well shit i do i do need to learn i do need to be better i do need to open my eyes i do need to be more aware and if we start implementing that into everything a lot of all not just these not just right now and these issues and topics that we're talking about just everything like we'll be better prepared Mm -hmm. to face life you know in general so I'm really glad that you asked me to talk about this because now I don't have to be a troll (laughs) yeah I know we can both we have to keep each other accountable no trolling um (laughs) I I think though it on a on a global level especially with this it's like i i think about it this way if we are as a community as individuals even like if we cannot admit that we are wrong or that our perception was somehow wrong how are we going to and this this may not pertain to people who are you know just i would say sober hobbyists like you're mm-hmm. sober for yourself you're an individual you're really maybe not an activist um, you're just, you know, trying to do your thing one day at a time alone. But right. this is a message more for people who are active, who want to help and spread the message that alcohol-free living is the way to be, not only just for recovery purposes, but because alcohol is dangerous. Right. And so how, if you are a person who cannot accept that you might be wrong and that your perception may be wrong, how are you going to change other people's perceptions? Like if you yourself are not willing to be open, how could you possibly go to a person who is drinking and try to explain to them why alcohol is bad? Because you yourself are closed-minded. Right. Like how we just, so so as, as long as you keep an open mind, I think that attracts other people to be open-minded and, and it's kind of like that domino effect of, well, you know, this person that I really admire, I really care about it, especially, like you said, as a leader in a community, if they're going to look at you and go, you know what, if this person can change their perception or can be open or apologize or, you know, own up to something that they did, then you know what, that gives me the strength to do that too. Yeah, or ma- like I want to be like that. Too. Exactly. So mm-hmm. it's like more than ever for influencers, for ambassadors, for leaders for anybody who has a page and has even one follower, like you kind of have in my eyes, like an obligation to be 
as open-minded as you possibly can, because if that's our whole mission, at least at the dry club, like our mission is to spread and inform people about living alcohol free and about the dangers of alcohol. And there's no possible way we can do that if we ourselves are not open to, to, to anything really just, right. it's not possible. Yeah. yeah, no, we have to be, we have to be down to be better. When you show that you're down to be better, people are like, wow, that's okay. So I want to, I want to try that. <laughs> so you, okay, I want to Exactly. Like you can always elevate higher. Like you can always live on a higher vibration. And if you don't think so, like think about who you were six months ago. Think about who you were before you stopped drinking. Yeah. You know, like I look back and every, almost like every month I'm like, holy shit. <laughs> like, who am I? How did I do that? You know, like I'm, I'm growing like, like a weed it's, and definitely <laughs> like, awesome a, like a good weed, but you know, <laughs> um, but it, it's true. It's we're constantly evolving and transforming. And that requires, I love like what Glenn Doyle and like um, had said in untamed, like, you got to fucking burn yourself to the ground in order to rise as a phoenix. Mm-hmm. Like, like that's it. So, like, you cannot hold on to old perceptions or, you know, like, completely just say, I cannot change. I will not change. How I think um, and how I live is the only way to do this. Like, you will never transform. You will never evolve. And there are so many people in recovery who are just completely stagnant. And those are the people, in my opinion and my observation, that are at the highest risk to go back out right like you have to be open to burning your fucking shit to the ground and being like i am completely wrong my perception is completely fucked up and uh no offense to all of us but like i'm pretty sure we've all you know done a lot of fucked up shit and our perception has been wrong before and our behavior has been wrong before so it can be wrong again like you just gotta admit like like i did it this morning at a temper tantrum last night with my boyfriend and this morning I was just like, I'm wrong. And that's so hard for me to say. Me too. <laughs> so hard. But I'm reading, I'm reading this like anger management book and I was just kind of sitting there stewing. And I was like, you know what? Like, we're not going to get past this. Like there's, there's no possible way I can come at this and get what I want because I'm wrong. <laughs> and so there's no resolution. Yeah. Um, he, he knows he, he forgave me. You know, he was already over it this morning. I'm, I'm very lucky to be with somebody who's very light you know, like very laid back and understands yes. that I hang that I handle things badly and that I project things and he's able to not take that personally. Yes. But I also recognize that it, it can harm our relationship and that I don't want to be an angry person. I want to be a healthy person. Right. And that's part of what I work on in my sobriety and, and, but getting sober allowed me to recognize that, that like I have anger issues regardless of whether I'm drinking or not like I was I'm internally angry and aggressive over trauma over things that have happened in my life but trying to convince other people in my life like to do things my way or control them or when I have my mythological thinking and pretend the world is perfect and the way that I want it to be and then somebody fucks that up and I'm like did you not read my script um (laughs) you know I I got it to you I read it to you in my mind and uh it's not what you're supposed to say yeah, you're supposed, um, to, you're supposed to just accept everything as exactly. I know. Yeah. You will always, you will never, I, I, I know, I will never be happy if that is my expectation. And that was something that I, I posted on my personal Instagram yesterday from 
the excerpt that I'm reading from the, ang- the anger trap. And it was basically like healthy people let shit go. Yeah. Like healthy people recognize that like it's, there will be injustices and it's okay to be assertive. But if you're angry and you let it stew, like you're not helping the situation. You're definitely not getting the message across. You're only harming yourself. So it's like, learn, let's learn. Let's take this whole situation that we're literally in right now and be like, okay, we're the bigger people. We're growing, we're healthy. We've been assertive. And that is all we can do. If, if a person continues to act, you know, out of line, I guess we yeah. can say, you know, like then you remove that person from your from life. You remove them from your account. You unfollow them, you do whatever. Yeah. And, you know, and that's what you Move can on. do. You accept, in, accept the things that you can and cannot change. Like that's, you know, old school, the serenity prayer. Like I think it rings true to a lot of situations, just... You, you can do your part and be assertive and get the message across and then bow out gracefully when it's time because creating more anger and fueling the fire and, you know, trolling and nasty comments and, you know, hurting somebody who's clearly hurting, you know, and is clear and is clearly like not in a good headspace. Like it's not, we're not helping anything. Yeah. That was a word. Yeah. Oscar Kayla. <laughs> hala hala. <laughs> yeah. No, this is good. I, it's it's so, it feels so much better just to get like stuff like this out, you know, and to Completely. be able to talk through it to and and hopefully people that are listening can understand like, you know, what our main points were just you, don't be so be, big ego. Don't be a huge ego walking around. You yeah, know? don't be a dick. Like don't be a dick. It's really simple. Yeah. It's nice. really, it's really easy. And if we do that and, and everything that we do, it will spill over into our social media life. It'll spill over into our, mm-hmm. you know, into our actual life. It'll help you to, to learn, to be more tolerant, to be more open to learning from other people. Um, doesn't mean that you're not going to make mistakes. And that's the thing that, like, totally. you're going to make the mistakes, but just, are you going to be willing to um, be open to hearing that constructive criticism? If we do that, everything will be easier yeah now and I think I'm it makes me want to go and delete all my comments (laughs) and right right exactly it's like you just got to think before before you act you just have to think and I ask myself this all the time trying to troll or when I see something that really you know grinds my gears or you know these alcohol companies that you know put out like there is a right and a wrong time to troll (laughs) like there really is (laughs) like and so you really got to think like, is this serving my sobriety? Like, and just ask yourself that. And it that I think that question can be asked in in any situation at any time. Like, will this help my sobriety? And if the answer is no, then don't do it. <laughs> like, that's good. Just take a step back. Or like, I ask myself. If I want to do something or I want to buy something or I want to say something, I'll be like, I'm going to give myself 24 hours. And yeah, if, if I can come back in 24 hours and I still want to do it or I want to say it or whatever, then I can do it. I, like 95% of the time, I don't end up doing it because it's, it's like a craving. It will pass. <laughs> go on the fucking digital sponsor app, pl- press the freaking craving button and go play some games until you don't want to troll anymore. Like it will pass. <laughs> I'm doing that. That's right. right go play that 2048 <laughs> game before yeah 
I have to I have to keep that stuff in mind. But again, like being able to talk about it and just admit that like this is that that's that is what's helpful. You totally. know, like, oh, you know what? That doesn't help either. Like someone saying something wrong and then going and then being like giving people a hard time. That doesn't none of those things. If you're not giving actual um, helpful, you know, feedback. So, yeah. And so, I we have to recognize, too, I think people in recovery, I think we're more we're more prone to the drama. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, like addicts are addicts. Like I get addicted to the drama. Like it gives me a little bit of a rush when I when I tell somebody off, like, I'm not going to lie. Yeah. But at the same time, like, is it serving my sobriety? Am yeah. I helping the situation out? Like, do I really need to say that? Like you said, like, and I think that it completely applies. Like, I need to go on the app and turn on the craving button and and fucking do something else with my mind for 20 minutes and come back. And more than likely, I'm not going to need to do that because for some reason, it was probably serving my, I'm serving myself self-purpose, you right. know, because I get something out of trolling or I get, I get something out of telling somebody off for whatever reason. You know, but it, it's not, it's not helpful. So it's like recognizing that and then just, yeah. And that's the, that's the cool thing about the app though, is what I've recognized is even at four years sober, I find I'm finding so many other ways to use the app, like in moments of anger or in moments of, you know, impulsivity, like going on and I'm really recognizing like, is this, is this going to serve my future is this going to serve how I'm trying to be a better person or, you know, whatever, whatever I'm, I'm doing or I'm about to do. <laughs> yeah. Um, and we do have to slow down a lot. That's yeah. Just, you got to accept it. Like we're never all going to be perfect. You know, there's emotional regulation is so hard, especially for people I think who are more highly sensitive or prone to, you know, alcohol abuse and things like that. So like accepting yourself and accepting that, it's okay to be overly sensitive about things or being a hypersensitive person, you know, or the, it, it's just like, I had to accept that that's who I was like for a long time. It was hard. And I was like, I don't want to be super sensitive. You know, I don't, I don't want to be that this person who, who is so enraged by injustices, like small or big, but it's just who I am. And I've accepted that part of myself. And now I can, move forward. And like you said, depending on the situation, now I can either address something that I really think should need, needs to be addressed. Or I can take a step back and just be like, you know what, sometimes the world is unfair. And, Mm -hmm. and me acting upon this situation is actually really not going to do anything. It might actually make it worse. But it's going to make me feel better temporarily. Right. But then it's going to make things worse. So it's like drinking. It's the same thing, whether you're thinking about drinking, whether you're thinking about trolling or calling your ex, whatever it is, you know, like it's a craving. Yeah, it it's a, a craving, craving for drama. It gets a little feeling. Yeah, out of stimulation. It. Like we need yeah. to be stimulated. That's why we did drugs. And that's why we got drunk. Like, because, you know, we were either numbing something or like for me, sometimes like I just needed to feel a certain way mm-hmm. like because I was so blank. And so it's like, find other ways to stimulate yourself. I sometimes I play Farmville, like, (laughs) you know, like it sounds so stupid, but it's so simple. Um, and compared to what I used to do to stimulate, like it's It's way safer. (laughs) Exactly. It's safer for everybody. It's, you know, 
just it's better all around so yeah this we I definitely need to be aware of being um when you see when seeing something and then reacting versus Mm -hmm. like what you said okay that I saw that now let me just go do something else and let it you know whatever filter through and then if later on I really still feel like you know what I just want to say how I feel or you you all have better words than just exactly a quick little but you know us ex-drinkers we are very witty I will say that totally (laughs) completely and I love being petty too so like and and that's fine but like just be aware of it you know, and yeah. I think, like you said, it's it's better if you do find yourself being petty or being angry or whatever. Like, just apologize afterwards. Like, yeah. same thing. If the person wants to accept the apology, cool. If not, also cool. Like, yeah. But move forward. Like, don't don't stew on it, because that's what we like to do. We like to stew. We do, and that's important in this situation that we don't. I, I like that. You know, it was a conversation that was sparked by something happening, but the whole Mm -hmm. point of this conversation was not to like continue the dragging out of the situation versus like, okay, what's the solution? How do we, how do we look at this and say like, okay, how can we approach this in the future if something like this happens and how can we be better at responding to whatever the comments and not taking things personal and actually just mm-hmm. staying our ass out the comments you know if you're going to go to the comments leave a comment don't go into comments on other like that and I'm exactly. guilty, guilty super super guilty of that but I really do appreciate that your intention of this conversation was um not a like uh reviewing and re-sparking mm-hmm. witch hunt it was like okay so hey how do you feel about this and what can we do to um, not write this wrong, but what can we do in the future if this happens? How can we approach the situation with a, a, a better outcome? Or Because, again, we, we can't stop everybody from doing anything. We can't yeah. stop people from doing things. But what we can do is have a really healthy and um, effective way of responding to people and sharing our feelings with people. And then, of course, giving someone who may make this mistake in the future or whatever offend someone in the future, it's going to happen. Like mm-hmm. just, we have to know that it's going to happen, but how you can um, be open to and be sensitive to someone coming and expressing their emotions too. So I think it's really good that, you know, that, that was the goal and intention of the conversation was um, solutions, not Always. just, yeah, you know, and that's solving. I mean, that's what we need to do more <laughs> in all things is like, okay, this happened. Now, how do we, how do we not fix it? But like, how can we come up with a solution? How can we exactly. make this better and acknowledge that something happened and then let's just, you know, move forward. So I think that's, that's a, a good, just in, in general, in any circumstance, like if you're going into it and you're not looking for a solution, then don't go. Like, yeah. If, if you don't have something in mind, like you might just be looking to vent or, you know, um, yeah, exactly. Sometimes we just want to tell people how we feel. But I think if you don't have a resolution in mind or you're not open to a resolution, some mm-hmm. people are just there to be angry or yeah. and on both sides, you know, like we're, yeah. we're in a place right now where everybody on both sides is angry and 
wrong sometimes. Like you can be wrong on either side. And so right. just recognizing like, hey guys, like, we're living in a really fucked up world right now. Like if we all work together, we can find a solution and, mm-hmm. and resolve the problems and move forward. But if we don't yeah. work together and find a solution, then we're just going to be chilling in, mm-hmm. in quarantine for the rest of our lives. And same thing with sobriety. Like you want to resolve the issues that got you to sobriety in the first place. Like you're not sober because your life was perfect and you had no issues and you never abused substances. Like, sorry, but <laughs> unless you're exactly. like Jennifer Hudson or, or like Tyra Banks and you just like never had a drink in your life and good for you. Yeah. Truly, (laughs) you know, like truly good for you. Like, but more than likely you're here because you should be here. (laughs) And so you just got to recognize that and be like, all right, well, like how, how can I continue to be better and how can I continue to help other people be better? And that resolution to me, like what, what, what are we trying to solve? We're trying to solve the injustice that we live in a society that not only like tells us like we should drink but like basically forces it down our throats and it's part of our culture and that's scary because it's so dangerous and it's so wrong like it's so wrong you know like hello we're all fighting the same thing here like this is not a time to fight each other this is not this is not a time to like segregate into small camps of sobriety like that's not going to that's not going to get us all the end goal. Like if your goal is to, you know, just, you know, be in a little gossip group and, and talk shit, like we're not here for that. Like we're here to, to inform people and to hopefully change the world. And that involves camaraderie and teamwork. Like you, it's, it takes a fucking village, like a huge fucking sober village. (laughs) And so like, whether you're, whatever your race, whatever your sex, whatever your, you know, sexual preference, like it doesn't matter. Like we all want the same thing. And so I think if we can remember that at the end of the day, when we're feeling a certain way or when something like this happens and just say, okay, somebody has been wronged. How can we resolve this and move forward so we can all get back to what we're trying to do? Yep. Because if it's not, if we're, if we're not, right now we're off the path, you know, like we need to steer people back onto the path. Like, okay, we're angry and we let everybody know we're angry. So like now where are we going? Like, we're not going, we need to get back on the path. Like, that's what I'm saying. So if you're listening to this podcast and you know what we're talking about, I think just play your part, you know, and playing your part means, you know, stay in your own lane a little bit, you know, Mm -hmm not not adding fuel to the fire and educating yes. yourself um and not picking a camp like there's there's no sides there's no team a and b like yeah we we want this to be over so we can move on and focus on like oh this alcohol campaign needs to be taken down like the one that belvedere took down like that's a great example of trolling together for a good cause yeah you know but other trolling, not good. So if you're listening, just ask yourself once again, like, is this, is what I'm going to do or is what I have done serving my sobriety? And if it's not, then take a step back, like turn off your phone, 
get off of Instagram for an hour, whatever you need to do, like get back to you, like center yourself. You got it. And we both, we both can like, and now we've made each other accountable, like no trolling. Yeah. So no trolling for either of us. And, and if you, I know, right. But if you have any questions, like seriously reach out to us, like our, our, our personal inboxes and thousand hours dry is open. Like if you message us, you will get a response. Like there is no reality that we live in that an inbox goes unread. So please like, whether you have questions or whether you have opinion or feedback, like we love to hear from you. I'm down for it. And I promise I'll be kind. Yeah, exactly. So Keola, why don't you tell everybody so where they can find you on Instagram? Um, So my IG is, it's just my name. It's K-I-O-L-A, Keola, R-A-I-N-E-S, Reigns. So Keola, at Keola Reigns on Instagram. Um, And yeah, I'm happy to have conversations. I'm open to learn. And I just in this conversation itself, like, has checked me to be like Mm -hmm. girl you need to relax and (laughs) not not you know be be just what I said if I'm gonna respond to something then say a truth don't don't use my little word swords that I know I I can use sometimes yeah and because it's it's self-serving I think you know but if you if you are you know doing something where you're not able to write down her handle I always put my guests Instagram handles in the name of the episode so that will be there. Um, Keola, thank you so much for being a guest thank today. You. Yes, Seriously. I love this. Yes. Thank you. Um, and for those of you listening, um, seriously, I, I hope that you learned something from this podcast or or maybe that you can even teach us something and learn and, and give us more information on the topic. Um, we would love to hear from you. Um, thank you so much for listening to The Dry Life. Um, we are usually every Thursday, but today it's Friday. So sorry for the late podcast, but normally I come out with a new podcast every Thursday. Um, and you can find us on Instagram at 1000 hours dry. Um, I hope you have a good rest of your day.